Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Joel Mahalik and I invite you to join me tonight as we listen to some great old-fashioned Christmas carols and I share some Christmas stories and knowledge with you all and we're definitely going to make this all about Christmas. So grab a drink and enjoy the Joel Mahalik Christmas Show. And he was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. no matter how far. Days you can't be home, sweet home. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. When you pine for the sunshine of a friendly days. I met a man who lives in Tennessee and he was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie from Pennsylvania folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore from Atlantic to Pacific gee the traffic is terrific oh there's no place like home for the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in a million ways For the holidays you can't beat home sweet home For the holidays you can't beat home sweet home It does feel good to be home for the holidays, doesn't it? There's just something very magical about sitting in front of a warm fire on a cold December night with family and friends. Of course, that depends on where you're at. I mean, right now in Delaware, it's like 63 degrees. So, you lose some of that luster. But, hey, it's still a good time to watch some favorite Christmas movies. And one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Christmas Story. You know the one. Little Ralphie and all that. All he wanted for Christmas was an official Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. Unfortunately, everyone thought that he'd shoot his eye out. And he nearly did, mind you, when he finally got the rifle. What I like most about this movie is that it really brings back the old days. It reminds you, and quite exquisitely, 
how Christmas was, how your dad was, how your family was, your friends, and life in general, even though it took place in 1940s. If, you know, you, I could relate to 1970s, early 1980s. It was still relatable. And Gene Shepard really caught that sense in his novel, and Bob Clark brought it to life on the big screen. Two interesting pieces of trivia regarding that movie. One, it was a flop at the box office. Don't know if you know that. It had not gained its cult following that it has now until it was acquired by Ted Turner and then started being shown marathon style 12 times over a 24-hour period, Christmas Eve through Christmas Day, tomorrow. I can't wait. Plus, I have it on DVD, so I don't have to wait. And I probably won't wait. Um, And that tradition, obviously, is still going on. The other thing to note here is Bob Clark, who directed the film, also directed another Christmas movie that you may or may not have heard of. 1973's Black Christmas, which in my opinion is a great Christmas horror slash slasher. Get it? Horror slash slasher? Okay. (laughs) So when I come back, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Possibly in a way that you've never heard before. Coming up shortly.
Conniff and his singers and a pair of riches checking in tonight so thanks to uh my friend rich over on facebook hitting us up and uh, also rich actually our producer who is uh checking in over on spreaker so you can stop by spreaker facebook look us up at jm talk and you can leave comments uh say hi i'll get back to you during the musical breaks uh yes ray conniff and his singers uh this was a guy whose name was almost always associated with Christmas. Although he did a lot of different things, uh, a couple really great Christmas albums, a lot of Christmas specials in the 60s. And when you're thinking about nostalgic Christmas music, you almost always uh, he will always be on the bill, so to speak. Another person synonymous with Christmas, Dr. Seuss. Theodore Seuss Geisel, as known by his family and friends. He created the Grinch, the Grinch that stole Christmas. Some people close to the good doctor did believe that the Grinch was based in part on Dr. Seuss himself because of his personality. Either way, it worked out and it became well known as a cartoon in 1966. We all watched it as kids and we're still watching it as big kids today. So uh, it became a wonderful motion picture version in 2000. And get this, I just found this out. Uh, In 2018, which is right around the corner, uh, the Grinch will come alive again on the big screen, but this time in a computer animation type, uh, and it will be starring Benedict Cumberbatch, will be voicing the Green Harry Miser. But in 2012, we here at the QIB Radio Network, this network, brought the poem alive on a special Christmas show, and we did it live on the air, single take, uh, and uh, worked out really well for not practicing or anything. And uh, the Grinch was voiced by Bear Fan Ron from FGRN.net. Cindy Lou Who was voiced by six-year-old, at the time, Tara Sigafuse, who happens to be my granddaughter, and narrated by yours truly. And so, if this mouse would work and I can get it ready for you. So now, <laughs> as we presented it in 2012, I give you how the Grinch stole Christmas. Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be that his head wasn't screwed on quite right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason his heart or his shoes. He stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. 
staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his French fingers nervously drumming. I must find a way to keep Christmas from coming. For tomorrow he knew all the who's, girls and boys, would wake up bright and early. They'd rush for their toys. And then, oh, the noise. Oh, the noise, 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 noise. That's one thing he hated, the noise, 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 noise. Then the Who's, young and old, would sit down to a feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, 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 feast. They would start on Who pudding and rare Who roast beast, which was something the Grinch couldn't stand in the least. And then they'd do something he liked least of all. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'd stand hand in hand, and the who's would start singing. They'd sing, and they'd sing, and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of the who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for fifty-three years I've put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming, but how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I just know what to do. The Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he chuckled and clucked. What a great Grinchy trick. With this coat and this hat, I'll look just like St. Nick. All I need is reindeer. The Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No. The Grinch simply said, If I can't find a reindeer... I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max. Then he took some red thread, and he tied a big horn on top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, Good yap! And the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark, Quiet snow filled the air. All the who's were all dreaming, sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first house in the square, This is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claws hissed, and he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two, then he stuck his head out of the fireplace blue, where the little who stockings all hung in a row. These stockings, he grinned, 
are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room, and he took every present. Pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorn and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, then the Grinch, very nimbly, stuffed all the bags, one by one, up the chimney. Then he slunk to the icebox, he took the Who's feast, he took the Who pudding, he took the roast beast. He cleaned out the icebox as quick as a flash, why that Grinch even took their last can of Who hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. And the Grinch grabbed the tree, and he started to shove when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast, and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou who, who was not more than two. The Grinch had been caught by this little who daughter who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But you know that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie, and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little knot? The fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And his fib fooled the child, and he patted her head, and he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who went to bed with her cup, he went to the chimney and stuck the tree up. Then the last thing he took was the log for the fire. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. Then he did the same thing to the other whose houses, leaving crumbs much too small for the other whose mouses. It was quarter past dawn, all the whose still abed, all the who's still a snooze when he packed up his sled. Packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimmings, the trappings. Three thousand feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode to the tip-top to dump it. Poo-poo to the who's. He was grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. The All the Who's down in Whoville will cry boo-hoo. That's just a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, and it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry. Very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. 
and the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without pads. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't thought of before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. And he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. Ah, hey, thanks for hanging out with me tonight for some Christmas joy, listening to some nostalgic Christmas music, some original pieces that we did in years past here on the QIB Radio Network. Uh, you know, behind the Mic show, you might have heard uh, me on that one. Um, that was the old show, and we're getting ready to do something new. I encourage you to keep your ear close to Facebook. Uh, just look us up at, at JM Talk. Uh, for details on the weekly return coming up uh, early in 2018. Uh, and that should be some exciting stuff. Uh, just going through my notes, trying to cover quite a bit of stuff, as much as I can fit in. Um, according to the popular consensus, the three things that you should never consider giving at Christmas are these. Never, ever give someone a fruitcake. Ever. <laughs> and I think that was a rule when I was a child. <laughs> uh, number two, never give your children underwear. And never, ever, ever give your wife a bathroom scale. <laughs> These requests, they sure sound reasonable to me. Uh, what do you think? Uh, according to Amazon.com, electronics are top in the wish list. Like we figured that. Uh, and most people especially, they're looking at Home Assistant Devices, you know, like Amazon's Alexa or Google Home. Uh, certainly going to cover that topic next year on the Joel Mahalik Show uh, and many more. But keeping in the theme of the program tonight, uh, traditionally, what do we receive on the 12 days of Christmas? I'm going to ask Ray Conniff and his singers to once again entertain us and tell us about the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> First day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three presents, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day. My true love sent to me five gold rings. Four calling birds. Three French hens. Two turtle doves. And a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, 
the seventh day of Christmas, my true love said to me, seven spots are swimming. My true love said to me, nine ladies dancing, seven swans are swimming, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love said to me,
That classic by Brenda Lee is one that I just have to hear every year for Christmas. And everything else to me is flawed. Uh, and, and this is a this is a product of my upbringing, you know, uh, back in the old days when they, you know, played occasional Christmas music between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Eve, radio stations would turn it over to all Christmas for like that 24, 36 hour period. And that's going by the wayside. Now they're playing Christmas music at Halloween. And I just can't, I don't know about you, I just cannot stand the artists of today singing my Christmas music. And I, I, I'm sorry, uh, I, I want to stab myself in the eye when Mariah Carey is singing Christmas carols. It's just the way it is. I don't know what to say. John C. checking in on the Spreaker chat. Hi, John C. Merry Christmas. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, but uh, your opinions too. I mean, you can always uh, reach out to us, uh, you know, even after this goes to a podcast. What do you think of Christmas music today? You know, do you feel nostalgic? All this music I'm playing tonight is nostalgic. It's it's done by uh, people that I w- would rather listen to singing my Christmas music all of my life. But hey, what would Christmas be without Christmas lights? Am I right? So, call me old-fashioned, but I really like the big bulb lights, you know, the multicolor. You know what I mean. Those big, bright, and they really display the vision of Christmas to a lot of people. You watch movies that are set in older times, or movies that were made uh, 30, 25, 30 years ago. You know, they have those lights, you know what I mean? And it, to me, it's become synonymous with Christmas lights. Nowadays, LED lights are becoming all their age, and I hate to admit it, but it is for good reason. Check this out. According to the United States Department of Energy, LED lights use a whopping 75% less energy. And when you consider that an incandescent light bulb uses 90% of its energy to create heat, then these savings are really quite impressive. Now, LED lights will set you back initially because... The cost, and it's not that they're really expensive, but you know, you can buy a string of little twinkle lights at the dollar store pretty cheap if you need to get lights real quick, and that's the incandescent style. But if you put out a little bit more money for the LEDs, they actually last 12 times longer, and they use 75% less energy. Think about that. Think of all the lights. If you're like a a real light wacko, and bless you if you are, because I love Christmas lights. But if you do a lot of lights, think think what that could do to your energy bill, right? So, uh, also LED lights are safe indoors and outdoors, so you can use them on your Christmas tree safely and on your wreaths. And now, if they can only start making the big bulb colored lights in LED, LED or do they already? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I've been trying to find out, but, you know, I've been busy. But I'm just not real sure whether they do or not. But uh, anyway, LED lights. It, it's the way things are going, so we might as well just go with the flow, right? Um, anyway, my next entry tonight in this old-timey Christmas who's going to sing for us is a really good Christmas song called The Christmas Waltz. As done by Frank Sinatra. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. May your every new year dream come true. 
frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree. Santa's on his way. He's filled his sleigh with things, things for you and for me. It's that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song you hear seems to say, "Merry Christmas." May your New Year dreams come true, and this song of mine in three-quarter time wishes you and yours the same thing. conversation with people in chat uh, and I appreciate it great stuff in chat uh, and also on Facebook I got people hit me up on Facebook and again I, I mentioned earlier uh, old 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 friend of mine from way back checking in rich and uh, we're having this conversation and he's talking about I'm not gonna do any voices so don't get excited rich but I used to and still do some used to do voices like crazy uh, a Christmas Carol which is one of my f- most beloved Christmas stories and I have every version of Almost every version ever made. There's a couple of versions that should have been left alone, but just about every version ever made on DVD. It's really one of my favorite stories, including uh, a bootleg. And I say that because uh, this version was never really available in the United States, which is odd because it was on HBO every year. Uh, Rich Little did his own version of A Christmas, Car- Christmas Carol where he used his own character voices and such and et cetera. And, uh, Rich is just flooding me with uh, some great memories of some of the voices I used to do, and now I'm sorry, Richard. I'm just I'm not I didn't prepare for that, and you're not going to talk me into it. But um, you know, I was a big follower of uh, Rich Little. All these riches tonight. There's so many riches uh, on my mind uh, tonight. Um, 
And a lot of riches visited me too. <laughs> it's, this is crazy, but uh, so thanks for the memories, Rich. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I would be remiss, uh, you know, playing all these great old music, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't play some carols for the kiddies. Uh, so I handpicked, a, you know, just a couple favorites, and uh, we'll do uh, we'll do a couple for the children, if you have them listening. Uh, there's carols made just for them. just got back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus to see what I could see. He took me in his workshop and told his plans to me. So you better watch out. Better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town He's making a list, checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town he sees you when you're sleeping, he sees you. knows when you're awake. He knows. he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Kids in girl and boy land will have a jubilee. They're gonna build a toy land town all around the Christmas tree. So you better watch out, you better not cry, better not pout. I'm telling you why. The big jolly man in the bright red suit with his sleigh all full of loot. Santa Claus is coming. To time. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say 
Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, had a very shining nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it goes. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history Right? Burl Ives, another name synonymous with Christmas. Okay, trying to keep up with everything here. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, another original piece uh, from our from the studio from uh, years back. Um, a visit from St. Nicholas. But uh, also, uh, a network contest going on. I forgot to mention, I'm sorry. If you want to tell your Christmas memory story, stop over and post it at uh, Facebook, JM Talk. That's how you find the Joel Mahalik Show. You can post it there, and um, they are giving away $25 Amazon gift certificates. I mean, it's Christmas, right? Let's give some stuff out. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, so okay, there's that, and then there's that. And uh, also, before we before we get out of here, this it's never really a nostalgic Christmas without the ultimate Christmas carol. And I'm talking about, maybe you guessed it, the Christmas song. Chestnuts, blah, blah, blah. The most recorded Christmas carol ever. Most recorded. Do you believe it? I just looked that up before the show. It's the most recorded Christmas song. Uh, written by Bob Wells and Mel Torme. And it was written on a hot, blistering, hot, hot summer day. So they could think of cooler temperatures and cooler times of the year. Now what's interesting about that is another classic which really was never a Christmas song, Sleigh Ride, was also written during a heat wave. Because it was so hot, the composer wrote that song. Because it cooled him off thinking, wow, be so nice just to take a sleigh ride in the snow right now. So, uh, that was also written in July, in the, in the summer. But anyway, for now, chestnuts are roasting on an open fire. And who else to bring it to us than Nat King Cole? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows 
a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa's on his way he's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh and every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly and so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to 92 although it's been said many times many ways Merry Christmas to Times, many ways, Merry Christmas to If anyone else sings that song, I find it to be very offensive. <laughs> anyway, having fun with people, I got people in chat. Two different places keep me very busy during the, the music. Rich on Facebook is uh, check this out. He's rapping presents and listening to this show, and to me that's just really cool. And I'm glad that uh, he's able to. Uh, I'm, I'm I, actually I'm glad I'm able to do this for him because you know listening to some great old music, hopefully bringing back some memories for him. Apparently I am, and that's really cool. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, what do you call an elf who sings? A rapper. All right. So, uh, anyway, commonly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, Clemency Moore wrote this poem, actually called A Visit from St. Nicholas. Wrote it circa 1837. And let me explain why I say circa. They believe it was written in 1823. And then Moore claimed authorship in 1837. What were you doing for 14 years? It took you that long to claim it. Such a great poem. Uh, so this is actually the poem that gave birth to the man that we know as Santa Claus. Now, several years ago, I do not remember the year. I'm taking a guess. It was like 2010. Um, I recorded the poem for one of our Christmas broadcasts on the QIB radio network. And it's been an annual staple here ever since. And now starting last year, this is really cool too. Starting last year, 
uh, I now on Christmas Eve I recite the poem to my grandkids. Telling the whole family is there, but it was it was to, it was for the grand it was for the grandchildren. Uh, I'm, okay, my producer who's in the speaker chat, thank you, Rich, is correcting me. 2011. I was close. I, I should get a prize for that. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm reading this thing every Christmas Eve, not this thing. I didn't mean it like that. I'm reading this poem, uh, every Christmas Eve now for the grandkids, uh, uh, right before they go to bed, which is really cool. Um, but anyway, so enjoy this reading of a visit from St. Nicholas. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted, and he called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricanes fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose, 
He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas, everyone! Yep, Merry Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, uh, as performed in 2011 by me. Uh, another one of our sketches from the old days. Uh, it's funny saying that. Uh, I, I don't think I said hello, Nancy, checking in on the Swigger chat. Merry Christmas, Nancy. She's enjoying the music. Says she listened, used to listen to the, a lot of these same performers, you know. And, and that's the thing. I mean, th- th- this was great music, which is why I wanted to bring it to you. Um, I do have one more for you on the way out the door. And before I get that on the way out the door, I do want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in and, uh, you know, for, for the special. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, had a lot of fun. Um, keep checking in with me on Facebook. Again, I'm at JM Talk uh, for updates on the new program, The Joel Mahalik Show, coming out in early 2018. Um, and see what's going on there. Hopefully going to be a uh, a good show about... Um, well, we'll find out about that when it comes on. i got to leave a little mystery for you to figure out. In the meantime, I wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Wishing you and yours a very Happy New Year. For the QIB Radio Network, I'm Joel Mahalik saying good night all and have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star. On the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas now Hang 
stop on the highest bow and have yourself a merry little Christmas now.